Well, good morning to you on this Christmas morning. Welcome to you, both here and at home, if you're watching from there. And I begin simply by wishing you all a very happy Christmas. I hope Santa was good to you. I've learned one lesson, one great advantage of growing older is you don't have to get up at four o'clock in the morning for the children going down to the tree. You can lie on a bit. But we begin our service, first of all, of course, by lighting the fireless here at the front. Oh, that was a good start. And as we have lit the candles and the Christmas Day candle, reminding us that Christ is the light of the world, we join together to worship him on this Christmas Day. We begin by just a few verses from Luke 1, verses 46 to 49. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Let's join together for a moment in prayer. I'm going to pray a prayer this morning that Martin Luther wrote originally. So, let us pray. Our dearest Jesus, holy child, make thee a bed soft undefiled, within my heart that it may be a quiet chamber kept for thee. My heart for every joy doth leap, my lips do more than silence keep, I too must sing with joyful tongue that sweetness, ancient song. Glory to God in highest heaven, unto whom unto man his Son hath given, while angels sing with pious mirth a glad new year to all the earth. Amen. We join in praise of him as we sing together, O come, all ye faithful.
Let us once again join together in prayer. Let us pray. Everlasting Father, we ask you to come to those this day whose hearts ache for your son's birthday. They are hurting and lonely. Father, let them know that it's okay to give you the pain and loneliness and frustration that rests in their hearts. Enable them through your grace to know you are listening and that you care. Come to those who grieve as the Father of all comfort. Emmanuel, we pray for those who are single and who have no family, who spend much of the holidays alone. Be with them in the lonely hours. Help them not to feel marginalized during this season that places so much emphasis on family. Remind them of your open-ended invitation of adoption into your eternal family. Give them the grace to allow you to enter into the lonely places of their heart. We pray as well for those who are housebound and infirm and unable to leave their homes or hospital rooms due to illness. We pray for those with loved ones who are separated by work and sacrificial duty. Come to them as their beloved friend, wonderful counsellor, Prince of Peace. We pray for families who struggle financially and emotionally. We pray for desperate spouses who worry over their marriage. We pray for those children who are frightened and alone and for those children who live in abusive homes. Be with these small ones who sense the worry and frustration of their parents that they try to hide. Bring your hope, bring your peace. Mighty God, we pray for parents who watch helplessly as their children deal with life-threatening illnesses. Come as the great physician. Come as deliverer and set free those who are bound by chains of addiction and self-destructive behavior. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, please enter into each place, each home, each hospital room, each homeless shelter, each hotel, each jail cell, each place of business. Let your children know that they are not alone. Holy Spirit, please come as the comforter and let your gentle healing warmth soothe and bring solace to the aching hearts. We pray this in the name of Jesus, who knows our sorrows and understands our hearts. Amen. I meant to say at the beginning, don't worry about the children making a noise. It won't annoy me at all. And it is Christmas Day, so just relax. I mean, I remember what it was like, you know, when my son waved his leg, you were clamping it down and so on in church. Forget it. Just let them be. We join together to sing that prayer. See amid the winter's snow.
Our scripture lesson comes from Luke chapter 2, and we're reading verses 25 to 33. Let us hear the word of God. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Amen. May God bless to us this reading from his word. Well, boys and girls, with COVID, it's all so difficult, isn't it? We normally have you all up at the front so that I can have a good look at what present you have, and we can't do that any longer. Maybe next Christmas, but I think we said that last year. Um, but we'll see how that goes. But I hope you, Santa brought you what you really wanted. I opened mine, but not at four o'clock, as I guessed. It was much later this morning. And, but I left one, and I have it here. And this is it. One little present left. And I want to teach a li few little things about this present. Now, this is going to be totally un-Presbyterian. Because you know Presbyterians have three points. I'm sorry, this has eight. <laughs> oh, we're all right for time, don't worry. They're all short. We'll be out very quickly. The first thing about this present, you notice, if I turn it up and do this with it, if we can see that, is that it forms a cross. And that reminds us of Easter, but we don't really like to think about Easter, especially not on Christmas Day. But let me point something out. Without Christmas Day, there couldn't be an Easter. And without Easter, Christmas is useless. It takes both. They are so closely linked together, we can't actually celebrate one, really, without celebrating the other. So the first thing this reminds me of is the cross. And it's red because Jesus shed his blood for us. So I'll take out this first bit of wrapping. You're beginning to hope this isn't like past the parcel and there's about 20 coats of paper on this. There aren't. The next thing I notice about this is it's white. And that simply reminds me of the purity of Jesus, the one who was without sin, the one who, when we do wrong, we can come and tell him we're sorry, and he forgives us. And it's as if it never happened. You know the way sometimes 
you do something maybe on a friend and they say they forgive you but then maybe months or even years later you do something else and they cast up what you did the first time god doesn't do that because it tells us in scripture that he forgets now it doesn't mean he forgets it but it means he treats it like it never ever happened isn't that wonderful once you're forgiven, that's it. God is never going to cast it up at you ever again. So we take this layer off, which is say, remind, well, I'll try and take this layer off. You're all anxious to know what this present is, aren't you? Ah. chocolate orange I'm tempted to say it's real chocolate not that diluted stuff with milk for those who like milk chocolate apologies uh, I don't <laughs> well I do but I prefer plain I hope you know milk chocolate was invented in County Down yeah it's uh, one of our claims to fame next thing about this it's in a box. Now, I can remember when my son was maybe only two years old or so, my brother bought him a large plastic red racing car with a steering wheel and all, and you could just move your feet and walk along with it. You know, one of those things. And he opened it on Christmas Day, took it out of his box, and you know what he did? Yeah. He played with the box the whole of Christmas. At one point he put it down, he climbed in, and he got his arms out and he pretended it was a plane. And then he got out and he started paddling it as if it was a boat. And he did very, even thought, pretended at one point he was steering it like a car when he had a car there with him. And another point in time, it was a castle and he had a sword and he was keeping people at bay. And you know, a lot of people think of the church like that, or think of Jesus maybe like that. They like to keep him in a box. And they, in a sense, want to be Lord over Jesus for him as the servant. Folks, it's the other way about. We are the servants. He is the Lord. Never, ever try and keep him in a box. Some people think that they're doing well because they're in this box, which they call the church. Now, being a Presbyterian, this is not the church. You are the church. This is the meeting house. We have to get the theology correct. That's why when Northern Ireland, when you go around and you see Meeting House Road or Meeting House Lane, it means there's a Presbyterian church nearby. Right? Because this, that's the name we use for the building. It's the Meeting House. We are the church. And some people assume that because they're in church, everything's fine. They try to box as if that is the totality of it church never mistake the box for the gift inside because the gift inside is the presence of jesus 
So that's the next lesson. We'll take it out of the box. And, oh, as usual nowadays, you get tons of plastic. We'll remove that. We'll take the plastic away as well to hold it. And you get this. Now, it's, if you use your imagination, it's sort of goldy and shiny. And that reminds me that Jesus, because people who wear gold and so on, and diamonds and all the rest of it, are usually kings or queens. That reminds me that Jesus is the king. Again, like before, not the servant. He is the Lord. He is the king. And the next thing before I take that wrapper off, you'll notice the shape. It's round like the earth because his love for us is for everyone on the earth, not just some of us, but for everyone. He wants everyone to come to him. So you know what happens next. How do you eat one of these? Even I couldn't get my big mouth around that. What do you do next to get one of these open? Yeah. You give it a good bang, right? So if we, I'll try down here. I'm not sure that was enough. I was never very good at these. That sounds a bit better. And that, of course, reminds me that Jesus had to suffer as well for our sake. So there's a wee extra one in there. So if we then open this up, we get to the prize inside. Eventually, which is, I'll try and hold it up, all these pieces of chocolate. And they're all separate from one another. And that reminds us that we are all individuals and that we are to share God's love with all of the rest of the world. So there, I think that's actually seven lessons. One last one. If I was to eat a bit of that, it would taste good. I'll not do it now because I wouldn't be able to speak afterwards. But when we come to Jesus, life begins to taste good as well. It ch he changes our life entirely for us. And we are really blessed in just knowing him. So on this Christmas morning, eight very quick lessons from a chocolate orange. Let's just bow for a moment in prayer. Let's pray. Lord, we just come on this Christmas day to thank you that you are indeed the King, that you are Lord of all. Help us to live those lives which show forth your love. Help us to live in obedience to you. May we never try to box you in. May we Trevor, never try to hold you down, but just know that you are the one that we must follow. So bless us this Christmas day and in all the days that lie ahead. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We close our service by singing together, Hark the Herald Angels Sing.
Just before the benediction, if you're allowed, the chocolate's here, adults or children, and you've no allergies and it doesn't put you off for Christmas dinner, feel free to come and take a piece. Let's just pray. Lord our God, we just come and thank you once again as we pray that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit would rest and remain with us on this very special day, and then forevermore. Amen.